Hey everybody, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show. Today's micro show, like all micro shows, are things that I am thinking about right now. Timely, pertinent, valuable, and I'm hoping to do two things with the show. One, share with you some of these ideas because I think they're powerful. And also, as you may or may not know, I am always looking to interact with you. That's right, out there on social media, via my email newsletter or my text community. Uh, if you're not a part of either of those, then I will leave a reminder here at the end of the show how to join. But I wanted to get into the show and uh, down to brass tacks, as they say. Today's episode is about play. I have been maniacally focused on play, not as the absence of work, but as this rich feeling that we have that is always available to us. And I, I look around, I looked inside myself, when am I my best and when am I not at my best? When I'm at my best, I have this playful, jovial spirit. And maybe if you're like me, it's something that you too are aware of. You know, we all understand that play is fun and easy, but that's partly because we're also conditioned from an early age to think that. But we're also taught, I guess, from an early age that play has these sort of limited, frivolous, and maybe even is sort of recreational or luxurious. And it's a thing that we only do after work, right? When all the other stuff is done. This hard division between work and play that's been drilled into us since long before we got out of the starting gates as kids reminds it, it reinforces it, right? The case in point, my second grade teacher, Miss Kelly, you may remember her. I've talked about her before in other keynotes and long speeches and other, maybe even micro shows here. She actually talked me into giving up on all these creative dreams that I had in second grade, right? She talked me into quitting my magic shows, stopping my comic strip and, and my stand-up comedy act. To be fair, she wanted me to focus on other areas of academics and sports because she didn't think I was as good. I didn't have as much aptitude with all these magic shows and the, you know, the comedy stuff that I was in. But think about this. It's less about the content and more about the concept, right? This was second grade. She was already talking me out of playing, out of goofing around in second grade. And even as adults, we reinforce these ideas in ourselves, right? We subscribe to the work hard, play hard mantra where work is, quote, hard. It's serious and driven and compelled. And play, even in that phrase, right? It's work hard is before play, right? Work always comes before play and play only comes after the work is done. You can play later, first to your chores. We hear that all the time from our parents or our guardians or whatever, right? Come on now, let's get to work. Playtime is over. So there's this sort of this background, this underpinning that work is tough, but it's valuable and leads to progress. Play is fun and it's sort of a direct path to whimsy and things that don't matter that much. You know, I guess play is thought to really only have value beyond childhood, I guess, as a circuit breaker, right? It's, it's, its only function, its utility is to give us rest or to revive us or to, for like a, a nice little, you know, foot massage for our mental health, for our royal being. But these ideas, this picture that we are experiencing in our culture is so sadly distorted that even the people who are best at playing and goofing off, sometimes we forget. So in understanding that we live in a culture that celebrates work and, and moderates, I will say, play, it's no wonder that right now, I'm, I bet there's a piece of you that's wondering if you could be playing more, if you could be getting more joy, happiness, and engagement out of life, right? Give yourself a break. 
toward that end, this is sort of materially what I've been thinking about, not just this big concept, but specifically that, remember, this play idea, it's always been a natural state within you. It's not an external language that needs learning. It's an internal habit that needs awakening. You already have this inside of you. As a toddler, you didn't have to learn to play, you know, before you were giggling and, you know, squirming about on the floor. Play was as natural to you as it is to my golden retriever puppy sitting over there in the corner who incessantly is chasing his own tail in between recordings here. Play is as natural to you as it is to him. My hope is that this is refreshing news, right? Because if you're in the state that I'm guessing you're in, if you're at all like 95% of the people that you know, it's your play skills. It's your attitude towards play that has lapsed a bit. The good news about that is, again, it's a muscle you've always had but it's just atrophied and it's your job to build it up again. You know, just like our creativity got trained out of us from an early age, it can go dormant and can fully return as a powerful force. So can your drive for fun, for joy, for play, right? That instinctual levity, that that presence and novelty, this connection and joy. There's someone I'm gonna have on the podcast one day soon. I've been working on it for a little bit. I wanna, I'm reaching out to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Love his position is very, very metaphysical. Uh, He talks and works a lot about the quantum field. He says, it's a great quote, 95% of who we are by the time we're like 35 years old is a set of unconscious automatic programs that we've practiced so many times that we're not consciously thinking. The first step, he says, is to become conscious of your unconscious thoughts. So that is the homework from today's micro show. How can you become more aware of your relationship with play? Is play something that you leave for after work? If so, I encourage you this week to take action to an antidote to that idea. Specifically, what could you do to bring joy to something that isn't normally joyful to you? Can you be mindful and aware enough to bring joy to to some tedious task? Or can you walk into a meeting, a meeting, a weekly meeting that you have with someone on your team that you really don't love? Can you walk into that meeting, decide to be playful and love it? Because it's in these moments of play that, that things happen more naturally to us. We're more likely to get in the flow. We're, we're more likely to have better ideas. This is science. This is not just Chase ranting here. That's your assignment this week. I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. Tell me what you think. If you are not receiving my email newsletter, the way you do that is go to chaseservice.com slash email. It's one click. You'll get a little automated response, accept that response, and then you will get a regular email from me. I took a little break over the last couple of months as I was in the deadline phase for my the first draft of my new book, but those will be coming again regularly, and it's a great, rich conversation. It's a two-way. I read hundreds of your responses to those weekly emails. So please, if you haven't signed up, check that out. Also, you can join my text community, which is 206-309-5177. All you've got to do is hit me with a text. You will get one automated text back. And from that point forward, all the texts you receive from that number will be me. Uh, it's a way that I can, you know, give you feedback. My DMS are very messy on Instagram. For example, it's one of the reasons I started this particular community. I'd love to see you there. We can talk about these things. Let me know how I can help. Otherwise I hope today's show on play is something that inspires you to take a look at your day and see how you can get more of that good stuff where it needs to be until next time. I hope you have an amazing day. 
All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing this show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together. <music>